Welcome everybody to our Sunday Truth Talk. My name is Yona Brindis. I'm an energy healer, energy coach, and energy therapist coming to you here in my capacity as Living True Self Radio, sharing with you awakening essentials and concepts that are harder to understand. The, the, the main purpose of these Sunday Truth Talks, just to bring this back into awareness, is to assist you with better understanding your own journey, with you know, the, the helping you to, to understand what it means to become you, so that you can better know who you are and why you're here. And today I want to talk about um, shadow and shadow clearing. I want to introduce you to one of the most popular self-healing and self-discovery techniques executed by um, shamans, by uh, psychoanalysts, therapists. And why is that? Um, because we all deal with this aspect in us that we sort of recognize as the inner darkness, if you will, and shadow clearing uh, is supposed to help us with this. Now, what is shadow? Actually, everybody talks about shadow. Is it the dark side of the force? This I want to answer with you later. The reason why I do this live is to go into discussion with you and to answer your questions. Um, I'll go deep into the definition of shadow and the methodology and the traps that can arise through it and uh, the questions you know that you might have and also what the practical application is if you can do this on your own how to do this and so forth what is shadow clearing shadow clearing is the path of systematic self-discovery and self-healing following this inner prompting you know out of the crisis to make the unconscious conscious. Yeah? It is only triggered out of the crisis or through the crisis and born out of the pain of not being in touch with our true self, with our own light. But it has the purpose to show us this light, to show us how we can connect, to show us how to repair, how to correct, how to heal, how to grow not just to survive, how to thrive, and how to inspire, ultimately. And this to show us how to embody our higher expression, the higher expression of ourselves, individually and collectively. It's the path to a more authentic, more loving and fulfilling life. And guys, using the word higher expression, I just want to point out here that this does not necessarily mean that you are flawed, that you are you know, uh, doomed to live your lower expression right now. No. Take the butterfly who goes through this kind of transformation several times here, who goes from, you know, an egg into a caterpillar, into the chrysalis, and then ultimately into this beautiful butterfly. These are just evolutionary stages of the butterfly. They're neither good nor bad. They're neither lower nor higher. They're perfect the way they are. The only problem with us as humans is that we actually have a consciousness and when we are unconscious, when we are not aware of it, when we don't know how to embody this, 
All right, then we get stuck in the caterpillar stage. Or, as some of you have maybe experienced, you get stuck in the chrysalis stage where you just constantly and constantly try to clear and transform and, you know, improve and, and thus focus on all the things that are not working about you, that are not in their higher expression yet. So shadow, yes, I agree with you guys. Some of you are commenting here. Shadow is a coping mechanism and it's something that we judge about ourselves. What is coping? Coping means that we were kind of forced to respond to something and come up with some kind of survival strategy. All right, and this is really, uh, this is where it also leads to psychology because when we are forced with something that is overwhelming, an overwhelming fear, an overwhelming loss, when we are children, uh, then, uh, which is the birth of our shadow, if you will, you know, we come up with coping mechanisms that might get us through the next five minutes or the day, but that are often you know, very immature, not very sophisticated, and that often lead to imbalances in our lives. So when we get stuck in our chrysalis phase, okay, it's because we have never really revisited the whole thing, you know, like throwing a tantrum, for instance, or blaming myself, uh, feeling guilty for everything, or making everybody else responsible for our misery. Those are, you know, parts of this unsophisticated coping. If they then continue to be our, say, you know, MO, well, then we do get stuck in this lower expression, lower relative to the higher expression that we could be, you know, the butterfly in which we are fully aware of our powers, of our beauty, and, you know, also how we can contribute here um, for the, the whole entire collective. I like your comments, guys. Yes, we all have a shadow. Healing comes with understanding and allowing. Wonderful wisdom that you guys are sharing here in the comments. Um, it's worse to stay where you are and then to change, but to make some courage. To Okay, so it's worse to stay where you are at and to, to wallow in your pain. This is how I understand this, what you're saying, Anette, than to to actually take this invitation and have the courage to face your shadow. Yes, I love that. Becky is sharing, Shadow clearing provides opportunities to grow and to reclaim parts of myself I once didn't believe in or didn't think they were lovable. This is so wise, guys. I can tell that you guys have already done a lot of this kind of work. So yes, so shadow is the culmination of all these separated aspects of ourselves, the, the splinter in our eyes, guys, if you can uh, hear the, the reference here, the illusion, the externalization, the idealization, and also the damnation of self. It is the unhealed self, right? So shadow clearing then is the removal of these, these splinters, okay, with the purpose to mend, to unify that what was separated, that was what was unloved, through making ourselves aware and to reconnecting with it, to allowing it in, as you said, to integrate it, or as I sometimes call it, to chipping off the layers of clouds, of inner darkness, so that we can feel again, so that we can feel connected with our true self, our true inner light again. 
Yes, exactly. Being tormented by one's own shadow means that we are suffering from the acute disconnection from our own light and love. Replaced, you know, as a coping mechanism, as a, as a strategy here, with what we think could make us feel better about ourselves or what might make us more lovable for others. This is the untruth in all of this. It's what we think and oftentimes what we think is, is being implanted into us, conditioned into us. We were told how to be good, how to be bad, and what is good and what is bad. And, and we, we've developed sort of a blind faith. We've developed a, a mindset that doesn't even question that. All right, and so we come to this world, you know, being told that we are sinners already. We haven't even, you know, started to, to develop at all, you know, that we are bad, that we are unworthy. And this is probably the biggest untruth of all, because this is what fragments is us here right off the start. And yes, we will experience our own inner dualism, you know, the problem of the immortal soul living in a mortal body, knowing that we have a soul, but it, it, we can't really connect with this. Some of you guys that are energetically sensitive or that have a vision, okay, you can clearly feel those parts of you, all right, what it could be like, your higher expression, and you mourn the fact that you cannot be there, and then you might actually reject your human existence altogether. So many of you, especially young people right now, are going through this, that you literally don't feel the, 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 the purpose here of being in this human body. What's the point? Okay, yeah. And uh, a lot of that leads to, to shortcut seeking. A lot of the drug issues that we have and, um, you know, also, of course, you know, the, the, the violence and the war making and the, the, the parasitic and exploitative expressions, lower expressions of being a human they come from, you know, seeking a shortcut, especially the drug use. I often get a lot of questions about drugs, um, uh, plant medicines, and so forth, and their role in shadow work, and I would love to say a few words about this later. But right now, I just want you to understand that inner darkness is really the, the culmination of, of untruths, be it the untruths that you were conditioned with, that you were manipulated with, that was implanted in you, that you blindly believed in, that you never questioned, where you never executed your, your consciousness, where you just, you know, sort of went along asleep, okay, just going by what feels good and avoiding what doesn't feel good, avoiding pain and seeking pleasure. So the ego aspect here is uh, related, okay? The ego aspect that we all have is the in-between, okay? It is the, the part in us that can experience things and to a degree also observe things. And it's the, the, the voice in us that says, oh, why don't you just do that? Then it's going to be a lot easier. You know, why don't you just, you know, binge watch Netflix or, you know, take meds or take drugs or drink alcohol or, you know, get some pleasure, you know, to not make you feel all this darkness within, all this untruth within. So that's why it's really important to understand that there are ways how we can learn to, 
you know, speed up this chrysalis phase and really grow into our higher expression, into our consciousness, okay, through systematic self-discovery and truth training. That then can help us to, to mend all this, to unify all this, to get into higher levels of inner harmony, higher levels of truth, freedom, love, oneness, and also peace, not just with ourselves, but also with others. This is what we call self-healing, guys. Self-healing is not about eradicating flaws. Self-healing is about finding the higher expression, the higher level of harmony, the higher level of balance. That's also how holistic healing defines health. But health not just in a physical, but also in an emotional, in a mental, in a social, in a, in a spiritual and energetic way. And this is what an energy coach does. It help, he, he or she helps you to see the, the even bigger picture here and the conditions of untruth that have led to some of this fragmentation, this unhealed state. So what are conditions of untruth and where can we see them in our life today? The three main contributors to untruth slash darkness are fear, lies, and control. And this is pretty much describing here in 2020 where we all find ourselves for the first time in human history the whole entire planet suffers from these conditions of untruth, from these darknesses that are manifesting in us and in our world. And I don't want to go into how it got there and why and so forth. I just want you to understand that the collective condition that we are in right now favors shadow work, favors awakening triggers this in us. So what I'm saying here, what I'm trying to make you aware, is that this global crisis, this global shadow clearing, is a blessing in disguise because it forces us to confront ourselves with our untruths internally and externally. So what does the energy uh, coach in me see, you know, when I see people tormented by their inner darkness by their inner shadow, um, I see, uh, you know, however, you know, I don't want to go into how my energetic perception works, but I teach people how to do this so everybody can see this. I see restriction, I see fragments, I see repression, I see hidden agendas, I see covertness, I see manipulation. And those are all the things that we are um, experiencing as outer conditions right now so it almost feels normal it feels so familiar that we don't even question this so i i do want you to be more critical about all these things even if it seems like a non-brainer yeah we got to save the planet yeah social injustice and racism and um uh, hidden agendas and politics and the economy and so forth yeah 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 all that is real but we have to execute our consciousness to really work through this. This outer crisis is an invitation, okay, to look at the environmental stress and the meaning of climate change and the meaning of social injustice, financial collapse, 
the propaganda, fake news, if you will, and what it actually does to us. What does it really do to us? What is the, the, the true untruth, if you will, underneath that? It leads to a lack of connection, a lack of connection with nature, with our own true nature, and a lack of connection with others. It leads to us reducing ourselves to some kind of machine, a, a good citizen, a, a functioning unit like a computer that needs to operate flawlessly, that needs to operate in a perfect state or else it has no right to be here. You see, guys? This is what we're truly up against here. And how does this manifest in our, our layers of being physically, through trauma, through, you know, chronic uh, autoimmune diseases, chronic psychosomatics, okay, lack of self-care, lack of self-love. This disconnection from our physical self, all right, because we, there's no way we can be perfect, right? The perfect weight, the perfect height, the way we feel small, fat, and ugly all the time. So we got to disconnect from it. Or we're confused about it and we still strive for becoming more perfect, you know, just to re-energize how imperfect we really are. And also the rejection of our inner masculine and feminine energies and, and not knowing how to bring this into balance. This is how it manifests for us in the physical. Emotionally, it manifests through severe fear, anxiety, but also guilt, unworthiness, okay, this conditioning, okay, that we're already bad, okay, and that if we're not perfect, okay, if we're not God perfect, then we're bad. And that, you know, whatever it is that, you know, we need, we need to seek this on the outside. It determines our drive, guys. Question yourself why you have done whatever it is that you have ever done in your life, what the underlying drive was, I can tell you that for 99.9% .9 of you, it was to not feel something, to avoid a certain feeling, to avoid feeling guilty, hopeless, powerless. Okay? And this is why our emotions are such in such disarray. Okay, because we actually keep re-energizing what we don't want to feel through that and we go into coping. We're forced to go into coping, into self-soothing and how are we, we being told to do this? Well, we have to be, you know, good looking. We have to buy big cars and big houses and clothes and have money and blah, blah, blah. We have to seek on the outside. We have to externalize. We have to find this external somewhere. And that's what we cannot reconcile. That's why we get so fragmented on the inside emotionally, guys. And this is, includes addictions, obviously, because, you know, when we cannot handle something, all right, then we think we need something from the outside. This also includes, of course, uh, dogmatisms and fanatisms and, and even, you know, spiritual misguidance, okay? But to stick with just the way it feels with us emotionally it also you know affects our nervous system it affects our neurotransmitters and so it you know the denser it gets the more physical it becomes mentally it and i've, I've already showed this to you 
comes in form of unreflected mindsets, in, in blind faith and blind beliefs. Okay, and this is a, the, sort of this, this zombie state, this asleepness state that we have, this chrysalis state where we just like cocoon ourselves in and don't really want to deal with anything. Not realizing that this is all a big sort of mental manipulation. It's a culmination of both. Uh, we ourselves manipulating ourselves, our ego mind basically telling us lies and, you know, seeing this on the outside which kind of reinforces it, the, the conditioning. So there's a massive manipulation going on here within ourselves, but also coming in from the outside. But because we're told to look on the outside, okay, it seems so familiar that our ego mind doesn't pick up on the toxicity and the dysfunctionality, the untruth level of that. How does that manifest or what are the conditions here for us in, in the social, in the way we interact with another? Well... It leads to this idealization. Everything has to be perfect. The externalization, we have to have the perfect partner. We have to have the perfect job, whatnot. You know, all these values that we never questioned, okay, that lead to nothing but dysfunctionality and toxicity and emotional, mental manipulation. And spiritually, guys, this is detrimental. Because really, what it is that we are following when we don't question these things and don't work through them, these mindsets, this blind face, is that we have this idealized version of a human self, okay, that does not really exist, that is somewhere out there on a pedestal. Maybe we, we take representators and avatars for it, all right, or gurus and, uh, you know, teachers or God or whatever you were told, you know, is sort of the, the ideal of that. But that leaves you wide open for projections and for spiritual attacks. And this is then what the, the experienced energy coach can see, namely what the true torment really is. You experiencing this on an etheric level, your dark night of the soul, which are nothing but etheric attacks. And they come, you know, as a, as a sort of interplay of outer projections onto you, which would be the manipulation, and absorption within yourself because you give this so much power. You look for the light outside of you, right? And so you have no natural protection. You have no natural defense against that then. And then you become a victim of that, propagating it yourself, feeding it yourself. So in the end, we're all left with the self-responsibility to break through this and this is what we use shadow work for you know famously or um, you know like uh, uh, sort of brought into the, the the scientific world here the, the the world of psychology through Carl Jung you know who you know really was the first one to really go deep and investigate this and, and there are some things that he says, like when the human shadow is shunned, it tends to undermine and sabotage our lives. Addictions, low self-esteem, mental illness, chronic illnesses, various neuroses, they're all attributed to the, the shadow self. When our shadows are suppressed or repressed, right, this would be the chrysalis phase where it can't really come out. In the unconscious, long enough, they can even overtake our whole entire lives, physically harming others, Intoxicants such as alcohol and drugs 
also have a tendency to unleash the shadow and we become an instrument of the dark. We become an agent of untruth. That is then sort of what we are looking at if we don't make the unconscious conscious. So shadow work is the process of exploring our inner darkness but without the guilt and the shame or the judgment as Amanda said. You know, to begin to see our shadow self as the part of us that is sort of culminated here in your unconscious mind without consciousness to a sleep state and that contains everything you feel ashamed of thinking or feeling as well as every impulse that you have be it like say sexual energies for instance or be it like a drive you, you want to win or you know you're jealous and you know we we have this massive sort of block around our heart here that judges all this a repressed idea desire fear or perversion that for one reason or another you've locked away because you can't accept that about yourself. Your ego can't, it doesn't match up with that ideal idealization, that this ideal you, okay, consciously or unconsciously. And how I like to call them, you know, then become aspects that you simply cannot love about yourself. So shadow work is the attempt to uncover everything that is hidden and every part of us that has been disowned and rejected. Okay, so this is why, you know, it's so important uh, to understand the deeper aspects of this because without revealing the, these untruths in ourselves, conscious or unconscious, you know, we literally stay in the dark, we stay in the hidden. We remain burdened and controlled by behaviors, thoughts, ideas, beliefs based on anger, guilt and shame, disgust and grief. All right? So when we reject all that, we feel like, an empty shell and we become very susceptible to projections on how we have to be in order to deserve love or you know how we can be better or how can we be smarter or prettier or whatever and the problem with that is then that these projections okay that we use as as coping mechanism here that they lead to further absorption of other people's projections and their externalization, you see? So this is the, the conundrum with this and why it's so important for us to really work with this and not to be afraid of it. Annette, I like what you said. What helps me is just to talk with somebody about that without been, you know, yes, it, at first it feels a bit cringy, right? It feels a bit embarrassing because you have to admit to things that are not so nice about you, that are not according to whatever the mindset or the belief is, right? But ultimately, it frees you. And in that way, you know, when you begin this inner dialogue with yourself, you know, you can, you can learn to overcome this fear. I just want to point out some hallmarks here of living, you know, uh, in your shadow self, basically, living in the dark or rejecting your shadow, you know, suppressing this, what this can lead to, guys. This is everything we see right now in the collective. Hypocrisy, you know, believing and supporting in one thing but doing another. Righteousness, uh -huh. lies and self-deceit, both towards oneself and others. Uncontrollable bursts of rage and anger, uh-huh. Emotional mental manipulation of others, greed, 
of addictions, substance or behavior, phobias, obsessive compulsions, fanatism, racism, sexism, homophobism, I don't know if that's a word, and other offensive behaviors, okay, being exploitative and parasitic to its nature, but also intense anxiety, chronic so, uh, psychosomatic illnesses, as I, as I mentioned before, depression, which can turn into all the way to suicidal stuff, sexual perversion, narcissistic tendencies, inflated ego, this ideal, you know, like in a sort of a pathological way, chaotic and toxic relationships with others over and over again, self-loathing, self-absorption, self-sabotage. And ultimately, you know, from an energetic point of view, the lowest state that you can be in, namely believing that you are so bad and that you have no right to live, okay, and uh, where all your life force is drained from you. So from an energetic point of view, not working with these unloved parts in you drains you of your life force. And we can discuss if this, there's an agenda behind this or not. But my main objective here today is to introduce you to the importance of that how and how to do this. So I want to give you just a really brief version of what the process of shadow is, the step-by-step -step process. It's basically working with a mirror, you know, sort of the voluntary conscious confrontation with your inner untruth. Now many of you do this. They, you do this in the form of like constantly monitoring your thoughts, constantly turning every stone, questioning what you said, what you did. That's not it. That is not a mirror. That's your critical inner voice, guys. That is the mouthpiece of your conditioned untruth and often also shadow. No. The mind, you cannot use the mind for this. The mind cannot, used, cannot be used as a tool. That's, you, you, you're running into its own limitation there. This is why you know, mindfulness, energy work, spiritual contextualization comes in here as this sort of new era of consciousness work, of, of consciousness science, if you will, life science, the new era of enlightening has to happen through a larger context. And that is, you know, what we find with spiritual contextualization, energy, but without any kind of dogmatism behind this, without any agenda behind this, just to really see the lar larger aspect of this. That can then allow you to make your unconscious conscious in a loving way. And that's why the step number one always needs to first really work with the deeper love and acceptance for yourself. Well, how do you do that? I mean, that's the Alpha and the Omega, right? I mean, ultimately, that's where we want to go. How can I start the process with this? Well, you can. You can, you know, work on, for instance, you know, mindfulness techniques, heart connection, present moment awareness, loving attention, you know, all the things that, that uh, you know, assist you in that way, such as yoga, or such as meditation, singing, um, arts, whatever, you know, taking a bath, uh, uh, taking a walk in nature, connecting with nature, growing plants, you know, working with children, working with animals, those are all things that can help us to increase connection within. And if you're asking me as a healer, this is where every journey has to start because the ultimate cause 
for our darkness is the lack of self-love, the lack of connection. And I really, uh, and, and I also practice this, and this is also how I have the, uh, designed the course, the Sacred Self-Healing course, uh, that you start with uh, forming, uh, you know, sort of a, a new path of connecting with yourself first before you go into the deeper uh, shadow aspects. Because you need to have a sort of a reference point for, you know, the love for yourself so that you can find the way out when you get stuck in your darkness, all right? Because it can happen to us. This happens to each and every one of us, no matter, you know, how transcendent we are. But the people that can, uh, you know, that have worked with this already and that have faced this and, and formed sort of resiliency and competency with working with their inner di uh, darkness, they can transcend this in a matter of, of seconds, okay, or minutes, or maybe one day. And, and those of us who have not worked with this and who are still repressing and, and trying to avoid all this, we can get stuck in there for, for weeks or months, for years. Okay, that's why practicing heart connection is always, the I would say, the prerequisite. And then we have to actually engage more. This then is sort of the discipline of, of uh, higher levels of self-love and self-care um, expressed through, for instance, how we treat our body, how, our nutrition, high vibrational living, as I call this, you know, where we begin to really integrate uh, these uh, sort of more connected ways, even if we cannot feel it yet, okay? And we need to make sure that we have the right space for that, you know? I mean, yes, it helps to share with other people, but some people are really not good um, partners in this because they're stuck in their own shadow. And so they will advise us with, you know, the very thing that got you there in the first place. Okay, so we need to make sure that we have enough space, that our space is safe. Also, you know, if we feel too bombarded from the outside, it's, it's almost impossible. You need to make sure that the conditions are right, okay? You need to have a safe space and learn to, to practice this, this observer, witnesser part in you, you know, through non-judgment and, and really neutrality, okay? The practice of, of loving attention and compassion, empathy towards yourself, you know, is really, really important. And then comes the, the technical part, you know, the journaling, the witnessing, and really writing this down, really working with, you know, the things that are coming forward without judgment. Don't be afraid of what you see. So this is really how I um, suggest people that they do this. Um, number one, learn to differentiate between your own physical, emotional, mental, spiritual impulses. You have to First, differentiate that a little better, know yourself a little better. And then, number two, observe what you're experiencing. Really get into the habit of observing this. This is where the journaling comes in. This is where meditation and physical uh, exercise and, and practices can come in. You know, observe your sensations, your thoughts, your emotions, your triggers, your patterns, and recognize that you are not your emotions. You are not your thought. This is just something that is going on and you the consciousness gets strengthened through that because you then realize that, you know, I can observe this and therefore I don't need to identify with this. It's just a part of me. Then experiment, number three, with expression. Find different ways of 
expressing things that you previously thought you needed to repress art writing speaking truths you know in relationships this becomes really important later you know any kind of sing it out you know whatever needs to come to an expression you know needs to come out this is part of the clearing part and then increase your emotional vocabulary guys emotional literacy this inner lexicon of sensations as i always call this uh, and it helps you to form better reference feelings it helps you to to uh, calibrate your inner truth compass you know to, to build a better roadmap for where you want to go and what your values are and what your integrity is and also what your boundaries are because that's then you know the the next step number five is to make an active effort all right to express your true feelings your true needs your true boundaries your true wants to really bring this into your this is then what we call embodiment you know into your daily life and to be more precise about it watch your words watch the the energy the feeling behind what you say and also what you don't say what you project because that's important then for for your manifestation for your co-creation so that you can more precisely define this what you want to manifest we all manifest all the time guys question is is it unconscious or conscious and find what truly drives you, you know, what your mission is, what your purpose is. You find this through the talents. And every shadow trait is also a hidden talent. It's just that we've misused it, okay? So if you seeing yourself engaging in things that you don't really like about yourself, then use this mirror to see the actual talent underneath it and how you can better use this, how you can apply this in its higher expression instead. You can explore archetypes. You don't have the time for this. This is what we do here in the Sacred Self-Healing Community where we have all kinds of webinars and trainings to do this together. But all with the purpose to connect better with your inner true self-promptings. And then you recognize that there's an inner dialogue going on and this is then also uh, number seven when you have to learn techniques to tackle your critical inner voice. Really important. See everything as a mirror Number eight, you know, your relationships, the people, the, everything that rubs you the wrong way about other people is informing you about a shadow trait, is informing you about your inner darkness, what you cannot accept or love about yourself yet. And then number nine, discover yourself in others that way. And this increases your empathy, you know. We don't have to learn how to be better people. We just have to learn to connect better with ourselves and then... You know, the stuff like golden rule and don't do to others what you don't want to be done to yourself. Become non-binaries. They become part of your integrity. It's no longer even a mental value or anything. It's, it's something that you take on as a natural virtue. And then number 10, learn to embrace discovering the truth in you as an ongoing process. It's a continual choice, guys. All right. And... Uh, here, one last uh, quote from Carl Jung, to confront a person with his own shadow is to show him his own light. This is the beauty of this work. So, uh, just a few uh, critical thoughts here and uh, questions. If you don't have any questions, I can uh, tell you uh, sort of what the m most frequent asked questions are. Um, so dangers or, you know, sort of ego traps with shadow work, it, you know, it can, 
it can really get you into your self-loathing and how bad you are and and the fears of that uh, so that's something you need to keep an eye on um, it can reduce you to your own thoughts or to your own um, material self your 3d self you know where you just see yourself as a machine that needs to function better um, if you have sabotaging beliefs or mind blind faith okay it, it can really sort of throw you in massive confusion this is it can be one of the, the dangers here with shadow work um, uh, probably one of the most uh, uh, frequently observed problem is self-loathing where you really go into this oh my god I'm so bad okay people can really get stuck there for a long time once they see their own inner darkness once they begin to to familiarize with them they that's the, when you get stuck in that chrysalis mysticism or the mesmerization with the dark or the mesmerization with the mystical okay really really big ego trap um, then another one is the lack of focus a lack of discipline thinking that you are doing shadow work and you are so spiritual but you really aren't you just get stuck in the judgment of it and you can always tell when people say they do all the spiritual work and then judge others as not so spiritual yeah specialness also spiritual specialness is a big one here and often one of the harder ones to discover power and control aspects can be triggered through shadow work and you know this can go hand in hand with the specialness because you can see things in others then you know and uh, that you can um, this can be misused and if you look at sort of uh, famous uh, cult leaders or dictators or whatever they have perfected that you know how to use a person's shadow against them okay so this is why I only recommend you to do this with a trained guide with a shaman with a therapist with an energy coach okay so that you can have that safe space and verify this this inner experience for yourself and own it for yourself that's really really important um, and the the last question that I uh, that people frequently ask can I use um, sort of uh, plant medicines or drugs uh, you know uh, that are out there to uh, to help me with the shadow work uh, especially ayahuasca has the reputation of uh, showing you your own shadow and doing this for you um, here I cannot give you a yes or no answer because uh, for the most part uh, working with drugs or altered states of consciousness um, uh, really uh, uh, tells the, the therapist or the person that conducts it or the, per the you know the shaman the therapist the coach a lot about you but if there is not the, the training there to guide you through this and to help you contextualize this, so we see this a lot with uh, ayahuasca, with people who come back from there, and then uh, it, can, it can throw people into these ego traps, into these, these dangerous aspects of shadows, like the mesmerization or the I am so bad. So um, it can actually help a person to lose the fear, okay? But I do not recommend any kind of uh, sort of altered states of consciousness, especially the drug-induced ones, um, as a tool, all right, to do this. It, it, you know, there's a one-time thing people can have spiritual awakening um, uh, by using a DMT, ayahuasca, in whatever form, but uh, it, that is then sort of the beginning of their journey and, and it cannot be done uh, as a, on a regular basis because that's, that's not what 
shadow work is for shadow work is for integrating it and that has to happen in our 3d life uh, one last remark here in regards to marijuana and why this is so popular especially amongst the younger uh, also ecstasy and so forth uh, population here um, and that is because it is a coping drug it helps you to desensitize yourself and what it does guys is it increases your shadow it increases the fragmentation from an energy healer perspective one of the worst things to heal within a person absolutely not recommendable not even a little bit and then people start to bargain well what if i do a little bit of cbd oil and blah 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 uh, yes um you know there's a there's a use medicine medicinal use for for cannabis um <clears throat> but i need to remind everybody you know that the the THC, the amount of THC in in what you can get uh, sort of uh, right now uh, is so high, okay, that um, uh, this has nothing to do with CBD oils and uh, stuff like that because that's uh, it's such a, a small dose. Uh, the, the most severe cases of etheric attacks and even demonic possession and so forth uh, are almost always in conjunction with long-term marijuana consumption guys so yeah that's a bit scary but it needs to be said here especially if you're younger um opioids uh, have a different function they are supposed to connect you with god they are supposed to get you there um and therefore you know they're also chemically composed in a different way uh, that can be detrimental obviously but um they're easier to heal okay all right, guys, I hope this helped you, guided you a little bit. I'm not sure if I see all your comments, but I'm sure that when you watch this video that you will have more questions. Please um, comment here, be it in YouTube video or uh, in the uh, Facebook uh, video. You can send me an email, yona at transcodes.com. I do initial free energy uh, coaching for anybody who needs a roadmap okay so this option is always open for you and since the corona situation we're offering daily free self-healing meditations on skype you can see the links here in the text go to my youtube channel there's a lot of explainer videos a lot of videos that can help you with more context all right and share this with your friends share this with your family this isn't about me being right Okay, discuss these things. All right, go deeper, guys. Wake up. Thank you for your energy. Thank you for your attention. I love you guys, and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.